Welcome to the School of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sheila, and my mission is to ensure each and every child is able to share their unique gifts and abilities with the world. This show provides weekly talks that empower and inspire parents, families, and caregivers to help their children to be successful in school. I believe that all the adults in our children's lives can make important contributions to their learning and future success, and this show will offer proven tips, strategies, and resources to help the children in your care experience extraordinary achievement. I'm a former principal, assistant principal, and teacher, and I've helped hundreds of adults over 26 years to help their children achieve success. And I can help you too. So let's get started. In previous episodes, I have talked about motivation and mentioned the idea of self-efficacy. Today, I want to talk with you about the connection between motivation, self-efficacy, and goal setting, and their impact on helping students to take ownership of their learning. Now, many of you are probably familiar with the children's story, The Little Engine That Could. It's a story of a little railroad engine that was used to pull a few cars at a time on and off the switches in a railroad yard. One day, when other bigger, stronger engines refused to pull a long train of freight cars up and over a hill because they thought that pull was too hard for them, the little engine said, I think I can. And as you remember, it kept puffing. I think I can, even as it neared the top of the grade. If you remember in the story, it went more slowly, but it still kept saying, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can until it reached the top of the hill and went down the grade, congratulating itself, saying, I thought I could. I thought I could. Now, this simple children's story is a great example of how thinking you can or how thinking you can't matters. To view things as too hard and say, I can't, is really a common occurrence with many kids. But if we can help our children to choose to think and believe, I can, that will lead them to success. And this happens as we help our kids experience small wins over and over and their level of confidence or self-efficacy grows as a result. If a student has a low sense of self-efficacy in any subject area or even an academic task or activity, this low sense of self-efficacy or lack of confidence can reduce a student's motivation to put for his or her best effort or even to try at all. And research has shown that students who believe that they have the ability to complete a certain academic task, that's what self-efficacy is, they do better and have higher levels of motivation. And that makes sense, right? I mean, think about yourself. If you believe that you can do something well, you are often motivated to engage in that activity. But if you don't have confidence in your ability, you may be less motivated and you may even avoid a given task or activity. And it's the same with kids. So if you've ever wondered about your child's lack of motivation when it comes to some or all of his schoolwork, please stay tuned because I want to share some thoughts with you that I believe will make a difference 
for your children when it comes to motivation or even to completing their chores. And parents and caregivers can find out about their child's sense of self-efficacy by asking him or her to think aloud about their abilities in a given academic area. By asking your children to talk about their perceived strengths and weaknesses as learners in a given area, including any successes and failures that they have experienced, you can evaluate whether or not those comments are unrealistically negative and do not acknowledge the role of effort or other controllable factors in improving your child's academic skill or performance. Now, this doesn't have to be really formal. If your child says, oh, I'm so bad at this, then you just can simply ask the question, well, why do you think that? And we've talked about that simple question in previous episodes, and it works here in this situation as well. If you kind of just listen to what your children are talking about when they talk about themselves and how they feel about what they can do or can't do, it will give you a lot of insight. So as you ask your child to tell you how they view their abilities in a given area, researchers Linda Brink and Pintrick have suggested that teachers can listen and analyze students' descriptions of the reasons for success or lack of success using a framework that they've created that I believe parents and caregivers can also use to analyze and challenge your child's faulty reasoning about why he or she can't be successful, as well as to help them think about whatever it is that they need to do in a more optimistic and ultimately more motivating way. So it really takes good listening. As you listen to your children, try to figure out if your child's reasons for his or her level of confidence to be successful is internal or external. So for instance, does your child blame himself or herself? Like, oh, I just can't do it. Or do they blame external factors such as the teacher or the class or some other unreasonable outside thing that they might blame? Does your child view the situation as likely to last a long time? Or do they recognize this as a short-term situation? Does your child see himself or herself having a lot of control over the situation or instead overlook his or her own influence and responsibility? So as you listen to your children describe how they feel, you can get a sense of whether your child has a low sense of self-efficacy because they're likely to describe feelings of blame either for their own lack of ability or those outside factors, as I mentioned before, or he or she may lament that they will never get this and there's nothing they can do to change it. I'm sure that you've heard comments like this if you think back about things that your children have said. So really, what can parents and caregivers do to promote student motivation and get kids to actually do what they need to do to be successful? A well-documented and common-sense move that parents can make to help motivate their children to attempt a task in the first place is to break down a difficult or complex task into smaller chunks. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later. 
In addition to this idea of chunking a larger task into easier to accomplish substeps, I want to remind everyone about the power of choices. When your children are offered some degree of autonomy and choice when selecting or carrying out an activity, they are more likely to be motivated to take part in that activity. Choices could include the order in which he or she will complete several tasks or be giving several short time breaks during a work period and allowed to choose when to take them or to choose between a group of books to read during a designated reading time. All of those represent choices. And when we can give kids choices, it is very motivating and empowering. And don't forget the feedback and specific praise that you see for the efforts toward the completion of each chunk of a larger task, or even praise their efforts for making good choices and praising their effort for the focus and completion and even strategies that you see your students using, your children using, as you watch them work on whatever task it is that you want them to complete. Here's the thing. As you do that, you're helping your kids to develop that sense of confidence, that sense of self-efficacy. Well, why does that even matter? Well, for one thing, if we can help our children learn that effort and dedication makes a difference in being successful, then our children won't become paralyzed by challenges. And Stanford professor and author of the book, Growth Mindset, Dr. Carol Dweck has stated that if parents want to give their children a gift, the best thing they can do is to teach their children to love challenges, be intrigued by mistakes, enjoy effort, and keep on learning. That way, their children don't have to be slaves of praise. They will have a lifelong way to build and repair their own confidence. So let me just reiterate that a little bit. If parents want to give their children a gift, the best thing they can do is to teach their children to love challenges, be intrigued by mistakes, enjoy effort, and keep on learning. So in other words, what Dr. Dweck is encouraging us to do is to help our children to become independent learners. And independent learners are students who have developed the skills and techniques needed to own and manage their own learning process. David Conley, Dr. Conley, is a University of Oregon professor and author of several books, including Getting Ready for College, Careers, and Common Core. And he has suggested that there may be no more important single factor to student success than than the degree to which a student takes ownership of his or her learning. So I'd like everyone to just pause here for a moment. And if you're multitasking, please stop and come on back to me. I'd like you to imagine your children as confident, independent learners, fully capable to succeed in high school and beyond. Now think about that for a moment. What would it mean to you to have a child able to face any obstacle, overcome any barrier, and pursue any life goal they seek? And not just survive, but thrive as they utilize their unique gifts and abilities to positively impact this world. Isn't that what we want for all of our children? Well, you do have the ability to help your children do just that. 
one small goal at a time. Goal setting is a way that you can help to increase motivation because it has a positive impact on your child's self-efficacy. And as the self-efficacy, this confidence improves, a student's belief in themselves and what they can accomplish increases. Now, you might be like me when I used to think that goal setting had to be big, long-term goals. But now I know that small, short-term goals can be very powerful, especially for children, as they learn to create them, monitor them, and celebrate their efforts when they reach them. So these short-term goals can be daily or weekly. So experiment with this idea by asking your children to talk with you about what they want to or need to accomplish. So these short-term goals could be accomplishing the smaller chunks of a larger task that you have helped them break apart or a single task itself. But the important part is to be sure to write these goals down so that you and your child can monitor the progress being made. And when the goal is accomplished, celebrate the success by praising the efforts it took to get it done and be sure to cross the goal off of the list. It's also important to ask your child what behaviors help them to accomplish that goal so that he and she, he or she can see the connection between effort and goal attainment and so that those behaviors can be replicated. So please also be sure to look for ways to slip in the idea that hard work feels good. That could be as simple as asking, doesn't it feel good to work hard and meet your goal? This is an important thing to say because it's crucial for children to recognize that their efforts have a direct impact on the accomplishment of their goal. So what all of this looks like for children accomplishing their schoolwork or completing their chores could be sitting with your child to break down assignments into smaller chunks that need to be done or break down a task like cleaning your room. What are all the different things that have to be done when you clean your room? And each step could be a goal that you help them write down on an individual piece of paper or better yet a post-it note where you identify a date or a time and then the steps needed to complete the given goal. So it could be as simple as I want to blank by blank a certain date or time so I will do blank to meet my goal. So it's as simple as that. I want to and you and your child figure that out by what date or time. So I will do, and then they write down a small chunk, not the whole big thing, but each chunk to meet my goal. And this is actually a great skill that you're teaching your children to engage in to help them be successful. Then each time a step is done and the goal gets crossed off and efforts praised, That makes this process even more impactful. You can help your child to identify that they can accomplish things, that they are doing certain things that you might call success moves, and that those success moves could even be used to write a reflection about how they got something accomplished or their learning journey. Like, hey, what did you do to get this done? What worked for you? And by helping them reflect, it doesn't have to be a big deal, 
But all these little steps add up to make a difference in that level of confidence that your children have. And as they gain confidence, there's more motivation. So all of these efforts might be small little steps taken together, but they're like like planting seeds, like seeds of motivation and engagement that you are helping your children to grow into a garden of confidence. And so thinking about all that we've talked about today, the idea is that you are listening for your children to describe what it is that they are good at. That's things that they have confidence in. That's great. But also describe things that they struggle with and why they think they struggle. And then help them to set small goals, write those goals down, give them choices, cross off the goals as they complete them, praise the effort, and even identify success moves. And don't forget that you want to encourage that sense of hard work feels good. Now, you might not have any homework assignments coming up soon, but even if that's the case, even if you're facing a summer break right now, it's still important to help practice these strategies, help practice goal setting, as well as practice observation skills and appropriately naming and noticing things as you go through the day. There are all sorts of little ways that by being intentional and asking questions and helping your children to talk to you about how they feel and what they think and what they are observing, you can learn a lot about your children and you can build on what they're telling you. Don't forget the power in the question, how do you know? Whether that's describing their own abilities, whether that's describing the world around them, whether that's describing a book that they're reading, predicting what a character might do, that question, as we've talked In previous episodes, how do you know is an amazingly powerful question. So we've talked about that goal setting with your children and that how goal setting can have a positive impact on their motivation and their engagement with their learning, as well as on that personal level of self-efficacy and how, how all of these things can combine together to help our children become independent learners. So in our next episode, we'll be talking a little bit more about self-efficacy and then how we can help our children to develop more and more skills to become independent learners. Thanks again for listening today. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the School of Success podcast. I hope what you heard today was helpful and informative. If so, share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for me, you can reach me directly at schoolofsuccesspodcast.com. Thanks for listening.